Welcome to the Gridiron Icon Podcast, where we tackle all things American football. Each week, we huddle with players, coaches, and fans at every level of the game to capture all the sights, sounds, and experiences of the gridiron. And now, fresh off the end of the bench, here's your host, Stacy Bauman. Welcome to Gridiron Icon. I'm here with my favorite sidekick, Andy Sanders, and it seems as though we have a few things to talk about as we lead into Super Bowl week. Uh, how you doing, Andy? I'm doing really good. Doing really good. You feel like uh, you need to go into concussion protocol after a night filled with trades, gunslinger quarterbacks, younger guys going for older guys, the Rams and Lions are making moves. This is yes. just, it's unbelievable. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, not sure about what the Rams are thinking, to be honest with you, but uh, nobody would know that better than you since you are the probably the number one Rams fan in the world. So what do you think of it? Yeah, I got a lot to unpack with this one, if I'm telling the truth. I know that we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Tom Brady getting into the Super Bowl. I think we'll get to that. But yes. after last night's news with the Rams and the Detroit Lions, uh, yeah, I'm feeling like I need to go into concussion protocol. I'm I'm blown away. Uh, we can talk a little bit about this for a few minutes. Uh, I am not a fan of this trade, and I reserve the right to completely change that possibly in a week or so. But <laughs> right now, I am absolutely mind blown um, that we took a young guy who's taken us to a Super Bowl and that we signed to a $134 million contract extension just 17 months ago. And we shipped him off to Detroit for a 32-year-old guy who, by the way, I like Matt Stafford. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think he's a gunslinger. Uh, I think he's a leader of men. He plays through injuries. It, this has nothing at this point, in my opinion, at least to do with Matt Stafford. I think he's a great player. But I just can't believe that the Rams organization – made a move like this and essentially mortgage the future. Now there's going to be capologists who argue that, but I just from a practical standpoint, we, we will not have had a first round draft pick for seven or eight years. No, you're, you're giving up uh, your 2022 and 2023 first round picks and a third round pick this year. And haven't had one since 2016 when we chose Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yes. <laughs> so I, you know, it's really funny. You look at the media, the mainstream media, and everybody is just, you know, ecstatic about this move by Les Snead and Sean McVay and the amazing things they do. They're just riverboat gamblers. All I see is just irresponsibility. And I can't help but wonder if they were with another owner outside of Stan Kroenke, if they would be getting away with these moves. We literally have mortgaged the future. And of course, there's that whole mindset, that whole group of people that think, well, draft picks are overrated. And look, they've made it in the playoffs for the last five years. All of that is true. But at some point, you're up against issues with rookie contracts and your inability to sign any talent in, in just a couple of years. So in, in my mind, I guess I'm summarizing this all by saying I'm not a fan of this. Um, I think that now those guys in any other organization would be on a real hot seat because they need to get a Super Bowl in the next two years. Yeah. Am I wrong on that? No, I 100% agree. 
it's a kind of do or die time for them right now, or it's back to rebuilding process. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, go Stafford only got two years left. You know, you just gave up a, a, a huge contract and they're going to be paying out of pocket and still have Stafford. And uh, it just, it just doesn't make sense. I'm blown away by it. Um, and again, yeah. I realize it's still a little raw. And, and I am a fan of Jared Goff. I see his imperfections. I see the work he needs to do. I'm sure he does too. Um, but I just, I cannot believe the Rams made this move. And they're clearly just stating, hey, I, I believe we host the Super Bowl in SoFi uh, next year. They're clearly making that move to to do that immediately. They're they're looking at a two-year window. There's no way. Aaron Donald will be, I believe, 30 um, I'm unsure of his birthday, but he, so they're clearly looking at this, the Jalen Ramsey acquisition, and they're saying to themselves, we got to get this done in the next two years and we don't like Jared Goff. And that's a whole other thing to unpack. I, I, it's mind blowing to me. 17 months ago, they were waxing effusive about him and he's the quarterback of the future. And then 17 months later, they're dumping him for a 32, 33 year old quarterback who's been to the playoffs one time. Three times. Is it three, three. times? Okay. Yep. Good. Oh, and three. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, and and it's not like Matt. Matt Stafford played in Detroit. Look, we can go on for an hour about Detroit sports and the Lions. Right? Yeah. It's abysmal um, what the Detroit Lions have done to their franchise and to their fans over the last X amount of years. But he did, he did have some talent. He played with Calvin Johnson. He had Nate Burleson. He's had really good receivers there the last couple of years and Marvin Jones and Galladay. And again, good player. I just look at the Rams organization and they just seem like they're playing Madden football in franchise mode. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I can see that. Yeah, I do. What are we getting next? A creative player? I, I I just don't get it. And, uh, you know, as a, as a longtime Rams fan, and I'm very open about that on this channel, um, while I love football, the game overall, I have been a Rams fan my whole life. And as a Rams fan, I am totally puzzled by this situation. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think looking in? Well, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I think Stafford has a couple good years left in him, but he's he's only two years with the Rams, and then after that, who knows if he uh, if he wants out of town, then then where where do you start? You're you're literally starting over then. Oh, I, there's no question about it. And everybody yeah. everybody in Rams Nation and Rams fans, the Ramily, they're all excited about this. At least it seems like the majority are. Twenty four hours into it, less than twenty four hours into it. But I don't think that they've looked at the bigger picture of this thing. It, let's walk away from the salary cap conversation, which is completely absurd at this point to have given away all that draft capital. Whether you believe in the draft or not, you're still talking about bringing in talent on rookie contracts to win Super Bowls. Once they get into that second or third contract, many of your players leave to sign that. So I'm looking at this thing as a Rams fan and – that everybody's praising it. Look, we were only a quarterback away. It was all Jared Goff's fault. I don't know if they watched the Packer game in the divisional round. Uh, the defense crapped the bed. They couldn't stop anything the Packers were doing, and that was clearly because Donald wasn't healthy. That's how dependent they are on Aaron Donald. 
but half of that defense, a bi- excuse me, a big, maybe not clearly half, but a big portion of that defense are unrestricted free agents or restricted free agents. Two of our corners are strong safety. I, a couple of our linebackers, I, I don't, Everyone seems to think that everything's just coming back intact and we're plugging and playing Matt Stafford. And that's the difference. And I, yeah. it's just mind blowing to me. Yes. Now, how much now Goff's just started his four year deal, 134 million, but 110 guaranteed. Who's on the hook for that? Yeah. Well, have you heard? I don't see anything about how much is the Rams going to pay of that because I'm sure Detroit's not paying all they that. They unloaded the contract, and I am not a capologist. It's not what I love, but it's my understanding with this particular deal, the Rams are still on the hook for $22 million of that this season. Now, I could be wrong about that. It, as mentioned, they're literally paying our starting Super Bowl backfield of Goff and Gurley $30 million to not play for us. It's it's crazy. There's no way anybody could see that as smart. And then you've got the positive group of people who are saying, well, you know, good on Snead and McVay that they realize they made a mistake and they're trying to fix it now. Okay, that's fine. But you really have to question their thought process and their leadership when they're handing out these extensions. They've also extended Robert Woods, who I absolutely love, probably the soul of the team, Cooper Cup, who I absolutely love, but... Cup is now starting to exhibit injuries. You know, he sat out the playoff yeah. game with another sore knee, his sore knee that he had reconstructive surgery on uh, to the Super Bowl season, 2018. They've, yep. They extended Tyler Higby, completely did not use him this year. Just bizarre. In a supposedly an offense that has its roots in the West Coast, we basically ignore the tight ends. That was somehow Jared Goff's fault too. Um, and then... Going back on the Sneed and the contract, the early extensions, they also did this with Tavon Austin a few years ago, who they then launched. They did it with Alec Ogletree, who they then launched. This is a really strong pattern with the Rams, and it's almost like somebody's given Les Sneed carte blanche to do whatever he wants. <laughs> that's that's yeah. just the way it looks from the outside. It's really strange. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, it. I agree. Does it feel all that removed from what Bill O'Brien's doing in Texas was doing in Texas before he got canned? Oh, was yeah, yeah. No, they're they're getting, they're going down the same path. It seems like it. So yeah, yeah. I just think that where the uh, where the issue popped up between Goff and McVeigh. I mean, you know, eighteen months ago they were, you know. Felt have a lot of positive about each other and stuff, and now they're saying that they need to go to marriage counseling. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what happened? In yeah, Steve months? Weiss reported that on NFL Network. Yeah. It's crazy. Something happened. I think it's pretty clear that something happened, and we all know in the real world, you take out the romance of NFL football, and it's still just a business. And personality, oh, it's all personalities clash. It's all about the money. Both of them have just yeah. beautiful girlfriends or fiancés. They're both young guys, not far in age from each other. I don't think, you know, at the end of the day, I think something happened that soured on their relationship. Uh, but it's still, at the end of the day, I you can't 
blame Jared Goff. He is who he is. I think he's improved. If you watch the games in 2018 against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football, you watch the Thursday Night Football game against the Vikings, you watch some of his passes this year. He had one, and I forget which game it was, where he hit Cup with the sickest five-yard out on the edge of the end zone sidelines that was just an unbelievable throw. The talent is all there, but something happened internally. And, And the truth is, as a Rams fan, I don't see the same offense that I saw in 2018. It looks like a completely different offense. And I agree with that. Yeah, I'm sure you watch a lot of the games and I of course watch every game in detail and it didn't it wasn't even recognizable uh towards the end. You you're looking at wide receivers, 190, 200 pound wide receivers being acting as pulling guards on trap plays and everything. It, it was very gimmicky and gadgety looking. And it seemed to me like defensive coordinators had really caught on to it. I compare it. McVay came out of the Kyle Shanahan tree with the Redskins. And you look at the that Niner offense and it's just blue collar downhill football. And McVay seemed to get into a whole bunch of other concepts that were really they were just wild to watch. They look his play calling this year. I thought was his by far his worst year, and of course, everyone who hates Jared Goff was blaming that on. Well, Goff has limitations; he has to call these kind of plays. That's just garbage. I'm not even going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, if you watch, and this is uh, it's going to be the start too of a. Uh, I think I think we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks changing places. I know that uh, Garoppolo's name is getting thrown around, maybe going back to New England. Um, I'm hearing that. Um, it, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason. See what happens. I think you're going to see movement at the quarterback position. I, I've been seeing the Garoppolo rumors as well, and uh, that's a shame for Garoppolo, although I think that Garoppolo truly is limited as a quarterback. I often yes. said, I think Kyle Shanahan, if somebody had approached Kyle Shanahan and said, I'll trade you Jared Goff for Garoppolo, he would have jumped on that. I think Goff is made for a Shanahan offense where the emphasis tr- is truly on the running game, downhill running football, and a lot of use with the, yeah. a ton of use with the tight end with George Kittle in San Francisco. And Goff didn't get any of that out of McVay. He just didn't. I don't know what people are watching, but you don't, wa- you don't see it in games at all. So yeah, the on the quarterback movement front, I think you're going to see a ton of it. I mean, there's still guys out there like what is Chicago doing with Mitch Trubisky? What are the what are the Colts doing yeah. without Philip Rivers? Exactly. I you know, I I think they're entertaining trying to get Andrew Luck. You know what's back. interesting? I I'm glad you brought up Andrew Luck. I was actually semi hopeful as a Ram fan that if they were going to move off Goff, that somebody was placing private calls to Andrew Luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would, no, I like, I like Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck a lot. I think he's a great player. He just got that crap kicked out of him in Indianapolis for too long. Sure. You know, and he, he's a cerebral yeah. guy. He's not, I don't know that he absolutely loves or needs football. I think he has other interests, but man, what a talent. And he, oh, he'd be a great fit on the, on the, Colts roster now he didn't have a lot when he was playing he got like you said he got beat up a lot everything but the the Colts roster has changed dramatically between uh now and when he was playing and I I think he'd uh he'd have a lot more protection 
Um, I, I think he'd do better with the team he, that they have now. Oh, I agree. Sure. Yeah, that offensive line has improved, and they've got the uh, the young running back, Jonathan Taylor. Their defense was was showing some really good signs this year. So, yeah, I mean, but so if you're Andrew Luck, if you're going anywhere, you're coming back to the Colts, right? Phillip Rivers left. He just took a year off. Yeah. I don't th- – I think Andrew Luck's done with football um, personally. Yeah, which is which is a shame, and it shows you a lot. Um, I, I remember Marshall Falk saying that when he got injured with the Rams in the early 2000s and he was on the sidelines nursing his knee, I believe it was, that he was when he finally was out of a game, he was just stunned at how violent it was, and and he thought, "Yeah, I don't yeah. want to do that anymore." <laughs> how do you? How can you blame him? I mean, uh, you look at some of these guys in the past and uh, not able to get out of bed, not able to you know taking pain medication all the time. I mean, is that the life you really want to live for? You know, the last sixty years of your life or whatever. Or just, being in pain all the time. I mean, that's uh, that's a lot to be thinking about too. It's not a not a quality of life. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know and in and, and staying taking that and staying on the quarterback subject for a minute, or maybe the next few minutes. Uh, it's amazing when you look at what Tom Brady's doing over twenty years. Philip Rivers, I believe, seventeen years. Uh, ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Uh, you you've seen slight drop offs in their game, and I'll say that even about Brady. In my opinion, it, I don't know that the stats support that, or or everyone's undying love for the guy. But you've seen drop offs in their game, but it is mind blowing to see. And if, sorry, I forgot about Drew Brees. You know, Drew Brees as well. You're looking at four guys that carried this yep. league for a decade that were still playing this year. Oh yeah. In, in this game, into their late 30s, early 40s, Breeze and Brady being in their 40s, that is nuts. I, I don't think you'll be seeing that. I don't think you'll see that much anymore, though, once those guys are gone. Uh, I think this is going to be turning into a league where guys are in for eight years and they're getting out, you know, 10 years, something like that. Um, I just don't see the longevity. Plus, plus the quarterbacks are playing a lot different now. They're taking a lot more hits. They're not the drop back passers like the like the guys you just mentioned. Um, you know, how often do you see Brady get? Yeah, hit? it's very rare. You and know? when he does, he's a sloppy mess. I mean, yeah. that's how the Rams beat the Bucks on Monday Night Football yeah. earlier this year. Is they Aaron Donald pressed that pocket back into him, and he was a he's a bigger mess. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're exactly right. The quarterback position has changed. I think that's a subject for a whole other visit uh, for us, and, oh, yeah. and I want to do that. And um, I think even maybe later this week we'll talk a little bit more about Tom Brady and what he's doing leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, as as we've kind of dominated this today's conversation with Rams talk, uh, but but overall as a league, even even looking at some of these changes across the league it's just mind-blowing and i agree with you i don't think that these young guys and and of course i'm always willing to be wrong right okay grandpa get off my lawn but a lot of these young guys don't seem to have that fire or the longevity or even the desire to play as long as some of the guys who came before them i don't think we're going to see a lot of tom brady's philip rivers drew breezes in the future um these young guys are seem more athletic i don't know if their bodies can take it uh, they're not classic pocket passers uh, because the college game isn't turning that out. High schools aren't turning that out. So it's interesting, man. Yeah. But uh, 
No. Yeah, as a Rams fan, it has been a interesting evening and morning. It's not quite 24 hours since this announcement came down. And uh, I saw news today that the trade isn't even official because they both have to pass physicals. As we know, Jared Goff has pins in his throwing hand. And Matt Stafford has had several shoulder issues. So, yes, you know, it's subject for another day as well. But, you know, the Rams are very high and bullish on Cam Akers as their bell cow running back. And I think that's awesome because I think he has the talent. But I'm already, as a Rams fan, a little concerned about him because he's not the biggest guy. And he's already had a couple injuries this year. So, his backup... Yeah. Because I guess he's going to be his backup. Daryl Henderson is more of a speed guy. He has had several injuries this year. So yeah, as a Rams fan, just bringing it back around, I'm a little, I'm a little puzzled by this move. I'm a little absolutely blown away. We gave away so much draft capital. Yes, they're risky, but they also represent rookie contracts, which don't hamper the salary cap and allow you to have depth on your team. I don't know where the depth on the Rams is going to come from now. I just don't. We've, we're paying $30 million to guys that aren't even on the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's just ridiculous. That's, that's just, it's poor management. It's poor management. And what's even more weird is that nobody seems to want to talk. There's a, there's a few voices in the woods that will scream out about it, but the, the vast majority get all excited with a trade and the names involved. But looking at it strictly as a business, I'm just like shaking my head. I don't. I don't get it. That doesn't even bring into account. I don't know what the repercussions were for trading Brandon Cooks. We gave up draft picks to get up, go up and get Jared Goff to get Brandon Cooks to get, you know, yeah. what became of those, you know? So that's where we're kind of at. I appreciate you joining me to spitball that a little bit this morning. Um, I know, yeah, I know later this sure, week, we're sure. going to talk a little bit about Tom Brady goat or Lote. And all the raging emotions that come <laughs> with anything you discuss with Tom Brady, the greatest of all time by most people's standards. So we'll tease that here as we close yes. this morning. And um, as we look forward to that, maybe later this week, certainly prior to the Super Bowl on Gridiron Icon, we'll uh, we'll get to talk a little bit about that together. Um. So sounds good. We'll wrap this up for this week. Thanks for joining me and talking a little Rams football. And if you'd like to follow us with Gridiron Icon, just jump on the net, gridironicon.com, as well as the spot, the Spotify, iAppletunes. Follow us with uh, those venues as well as many others. But uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Andy. We will see you later this week. You bet. Okay. Yes. Looking forward to it. All right. You got it.